Do you ever wonder if teaching is the only calling in your life? Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm a faith-driven teacher and entrepreneur who loves Jesus. I believe that teachers make the best entrepreneurs. We are planners, managers, and doers. We are passionate and we love changing people's lives for the better. We are also some of the hardest working people on the planet, hands down. Using these strengths as entrepreneurs make us an unstoppable powerhouse. So come and be inspired by amazing faith-led teachers who live every day with passion, purpose, and intention as they pursue their purpose beyond the classroom. Welcome and enjoy. Well, hello there on this special Teacher Tuesday. I am so happy to have you with me. So today I have another very special guest, an amazing teacher that you're going to hear from and you're going to learn so much about. Before we get started, though, I have to tell you that my audio did not come out as I expected because at the end, when I actually pressed the, re the replay, just to kind of always do that at the end of an episode to make sure everything turned out okay, you know, you always want to double check. I realized that I did not change the settings onto my microphone. So it's my laptop microphone, which isn't the best. Yeah, you can hear me well, you'll hear everything, but it's not the sharpest. So my apologies, ladies, you know what, it happens. Life is not perfect. Life happens. It's all good. A lot of grace on myself. It's all good. God has grace on us all the time. So amen. <laughs> all right. Well, without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Dana, I'm so excited to introduce you to everybody. Dana, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. It's great to be here. It's good to have you, Dana. Um, so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I'm a married woman of 30 something years. I lose count. I've been married a long time. Don't have kids. Um, I was a high school English teacher in what I call my first life. So the first 22 years of my adult life, I, I taught high school English. And um, then my husband got a word from the Lord about you know, why don't you pursue your deepest dream? And that was to teach yoga from a Christian perspective full time. So I stopped teaching high school English and I started my company called New Day Yoga. And I've been doing that now for about 22 years as well. That's wonderful. That is so fantastic. I'm, I'm so happy for you. You know, as a teacher, I know um, teaching is, is definitely fulfilling, but sometimes we are met, we don't have to just be met to teach in a public school or just a certain subject, sometimes we can, God puts on our heart how he wants to expand us, or maybe we can still be teaching like I am now and still and do something else like podcasting and, you know, tutor, my side business is like tutoring my product-based business, but you, you don't have to be stuck to just teaching, even though it's an awesome career and I, and I love it. But now you're a yoga instructor, so that is really fantastic. And I really love that it's from a Christian perspective because, um, Personally, I, I love doing my five minute yoga stretches. And but I've often wondered, like, well, if I announce this, like to every Christian, like, will they think this is Oh, no, are you really Christian? Because you're practicing yoga, because it's a very it's like something that is out there. I've seen it on YouTube. Oh, should you practice yoga if you're a Christian and whatnot. And and to tell you the truth, personally, you know, when when 
when the lady goes, you know, you know, thank and thank yourself for, for showing up. And I'm like, I thank God for showing up and said, you know, I, at the end, I, I'm like, thank you, Lord. And I say a little prayer. So I make it into, this is God. This is like the temple that God gave me. So I'm so, so happy that you are doing this. And I'm sure that so many women are going to be able to get a lot out of today's podcast just by having you here. Um, and I know that um, I want to just first, before we get into it, because I'm super excited to talk about yoga, um, tell us a little bit about your experience as a teacher, since this is teacher Susan, as a teacher and a, at, a, at the school setting, teaching English. Okay. Well, I taught in a public school setting for 19 years, and then I taught in a private Christian setting for the last three. Um, and the, the main thing I loved about teaching is what a golden opportunity you have to speak life into the heart of the children. And in my case, it was teenagers. Um, you, you could speak life. I taught English literature, writing, reading. So that gave me so many opportunities to discuss themes and topics in the literature we were studying. Um, it gave me so many opportunities to have the students write and express what was deeply meaningful to their own hearts and their own lives and their own experiences. So I really, that was the part about teaching English that I absolutely loved, that connection I could make with the students on this deep, deep heart level. Um, so my students used to always tell me, Ms. Jelinas, you really make me think. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's because I love to dive deep. I love to know why do people do what they do and how does it make them feel to do those things? And, you know, if it doesn't make you feel good, then why are you doing them? Do something else. And so that all comes back to why you're created, who God is, what is your relationship with him? And even though I was teaching in a public setting, I'm in the South, I'm in the Bible Belt. And even though I was told you shouldn't um, talk about God in church and school, it just comes up. You cannot not talk about God when you're talking about the meaning of life. So I never had a struggle with that. Um, I was always able to share my faith openly in my classes. Um, I didn't push my faith on anyone, but I shared who I was just like I encouraged my students to share who they were. So for me, it was a phenomenal experience teaching English. I love that because you're all like just how you used to share you and I know I, I am sure that that resonated deeply with so many of the kids that you were around. It's interesting because today we call that social emotional learning, SEL, and they want us to put that in the curriculum. And so they'll, you know, they'll put like values in there and, and believing in yourself and things like that, which I love because as a, me as a social studies teacher, I get to actually really expand on that. But when, when someone asked me, and I've had kids ask me, well, we'll talk about like the war, major world religions as a social studies teacher in, in history. And if they ask me, what do, am I a Christian? When we talk about Christian, I'm like, I am a Christian. And I, yeah, that's why I, I, I'm a Christian. Um, I don't, you know, push anything just like you, nothing, because like, I'm not supposed to do that. And I'm not going to do that. But if you ask me who I am, I'm going to tell you who I am. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, nothing wrong with that. So I think it's awesome that you've done that. And I know before we um, press the record button, you mentioned that you were um, working as well. You were teaching yoga part time as you were uh, as you were teaching in high school. So can you tell us a little bit about that transition from part time to having your own business? Tell us a little bit more about how that went. Absolutely. So, you know, the other side of being an English teacher is mountains and mountains and mountains and mountains of paperwork. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
And I was teaching English um, before computers were really that big a deal. So um, there, there were computers towards the end of my career. But, I mean, we were still teaching term papers using note cards and bibliographies. And, and I, as an English teacher, I taught all those things. And I had mountains of papers to grade. And sometimes that would be heavy. That would feel, that would feel very heavy. And so my husband had kind of watched me for all those years working on, on these papers. And, and he also knew how much I love to use my body. I mean, I love to think deeply, but I love to move my body. So I was always having my students, you know, let's stand up, let's go outside, let's sit under a tree. Let's, I was getting activity in my class as well as the deep mental thinking. And uh, when my husband got this word from the Lord about Dana, the Lord really spoke to me about why don't you fulfill your dream? I was, I was like, yes, sir, I'm ready to do that. And um, so that's how the transition happened. I went the very next day to my school and um, set up a meeting with my principal and said, I won't be coming back in the fall because I'm going to start my own business, Yoga from a Christian Perspective, uh, the name of it's New Day Yoga. And when I, when I made that transition, I, was, I already had like three classes I was teaching every single week at a church. And so it gave me something to... Um, step out of one career and step into another career that I had already kick-started. So it was a very smooth transition. I had God's favor all over me. I had a, a good number of students, and I was getting paid well. And that's rare. I got to tell you, that was a rare experience. Right, for because, sure. Um, many yoga teachers, they start out with no students. And I, I've had periods of that, too, where you're, you're having a class and, like, nobody shows up. It's like, well, what, what is this? So you just have to stay with it when it's your own business. You have to stay with it and trust that God has put you there and that he will bring the people in the right timing. So um, for me, it was a nice, smooth beginning. And then I've had ups and downs as I've, you know, as I've done this business too. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So let's get right into it. I want to really, I want to talk about, I know you wanted to talk about this and I think it sounds so interesting. Um, some of the dimensions of the human being and how practicing yoga can bring transformation, balance, and healing to each of those dimensions. So we're ready for this. Let's do this. Dana, tell us a little bit more about these dimensions and how yoga can bring about those transformations to us. Okay. All right. Okay. So hold on to your horses because this is exciting. I get excited about this. Um and this is why I fell in love with yoga. When I did my yoga teacher training, I was still teaching high school English. So this was the year two, 2000. The year 2000 is when I got my yoga teacher training, the first one. I've had several. Um, and one of the things I learned about in this training were, were the different layers of our being. And so the five layers of our being, which can also be called dimensions of our being, you have your body, your physical body, two arms, two legs, a head, a torso, your physical being. Well, we're pretty familiar with that because we see it in the mirror all the time. But on the other hand, we aren't familiar with it at all because we live so much in our head, we are out of touch with our body. And so um, there's a lot more that could be said about that. But if you start practicing yoga, you get more in touch with what do my arms do? What do my legs do? How do my hips connect to my legs? And how does this feel in my gut? And how is it connected to my breath? So you, you really get in touch with your physical being. That's the first layer. Okay, the second layer of your being is what's called a vital body, or also known as the breath. And the breath connects you with those deeper inner 
organs like your lungs and your heart and your adrenal glands, which, you know, pump you up and make you fight or flight or calm you down and help you rest and digest. See, that's your vital body. And by tuning into your breath and remembering to breathe, you get in touch with your vital body. And if we learned anything through COVID, it was how important the breath is. So um, those are the first two layers of your being, your body, your vital body. And then um, your third layer is um, your mind, mm, yep. your intellect. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about? Do you have any control over what you're thinking about? How much control? What kind of control? You know, are you renewing your mind? That's the, that's the third layer. Um, the fourth layer is your personality. Yeah, God created you uniquely. And yeah, you're going to pick up traits from your mom, from your dad, from your socioeconomic group, from your experiences. But still, there is a personality that God wants you to have that it, it goes beyond those things. And it, it takes you into what some people call the third heaven, the heavenly realm where God knew from the beginning what he, he created you to be. And it's beautiful and it's perfect in holiness and righteousness through Christ. So that's your personality. And so yoga, believe it or not, you practice yoga, you, you, you get in touch with your personality in a deeper way. So each one of these layers of your being also has a yoga practice that corresponds to it that helps to bring understanding, balance, and, and transformation and healing. So um, that first layer, the body, that's, that's what we call the asanas or the physical postures, you know, doing warrior two, um, doing warrior one. These are just names of yoga poses. God created our arms to do this. <laughs> yep. There's nothing wrong with reaching your arms out. Wow. reaching your arms up, bringing mm. your hands into prayer. These are all yoga movements that you do with your body. God created those movements. God created the body to do that. As you move your body in these different ways, you bring transformation to your physical being. Then as you start thinking about your vital body and you start working with your breath and you remember to breathe, like right now, I'm kind of excited and talking pretty fast. To be pretty honest with you, I'm breathing very shallowly right now. And I know that. So when you practice yoga and you get on your yoga mat and you do a practice, it's like, I'm going to pay attention to my breath. Mm. I'm going to fully inhale. I'm going to fully exhale. And so you, as you practice that, you start doing it more in your daily life. So that's the practice that goes with your vital body, breathing. And then the practice that goes with your, uh, your mind, it's called in yoga, we call it concentration. You learn how to focus and you don't let every little ding on your phone interrupt you. You learn how to put your phone on silent <laughs> yeah. and you go inward and you listen to what's, what's God speaking to you. And the way you know what God's speaking to you is you pay attention to your breath. Are you breathing? You know, are you running ahead of God or are you staying right with him? Wow. Because, you know, the breath is connected to the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathed on his disciples and they received the Holy Spirit. And so you've got all of these deep spiritual meanings that are connected to these things that we do all the time. So in yoga, you slow down, you get connected to these deeper meanings. All right. So your mind um, is concentration. Your personality, you might be surprised by this, but the practice you do to develop your personality and take your personality to that amazing you, God created you to be in, in yoga is the practice of meditation. 
And meditation is where, okay, now you've learned how to focus, you've learned how to concentrate, but in meditation, you learn how to be quiet. You learn how to slow your thoughts down. Yeah, part of, part of being renewed in our minds is renewing our thoughts. Part of being renewed in our minds is knowing how to, shh, you know, telling your mind, stop talking now. Just shh. So that's meditation. And when you get quiet, when you learn how to get quiet without feeling guilty about it or freaking out over it or resisting it, all of a sudden things in your personality, they start to come to the surface and you realize, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and God starts speaking with you and, and molding and shaping your personality. And so you get up from your period of meditation, you walk into that room where your husband or your kids are, and you respond to them a little differently. You're responding differently. Your personality is being shaped into Christ-likeness. And you're not just reacting, but you are responding out of the stillness that you've learned how to rest in. So isn't this cool? I mean, and this is just it is the tip of the so cool. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I want to know more. I want to know more. My goodness, this is amazing. I mean, I'm hearing you, like, get into this. And, like, when you were breathing, I started breathing and... And you're like, quiet, oh, quiet. Oh, gosh, I need quiet. <laughs> quiet my mind. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow, wow. I didn't realize it was so deep. I didn't realize um, that yoga was that just covered so much. And the personality part definitely surprised me, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people are surprised here. But it does make sense. You know, when you quiet, you let God speak. It's almost like, um, it's, I guess I think of it like traffic, like when you have a lot of traffic, a lot of noise, a lot of noise, you get stressed out. I know I do. I hate traffic. Like I literally am the type of person that will go the longer route, even if it's 50 minutes longer, because I don't want to be stuck in traffic. But when you're stuck in traffic, it's just, you know, car after car after car, and it's just all this crazy noise, people are honking and whatnot, and you just feel so congested and so like trapped, and you just don't even know where your mind goes all kinds of places, but just you know hearing you talk about having that quiet being quiet that meditation which in in many ways is really like prayer right because you know you're meditating you're praying and it's so good and and I, I I already see that how it can help us connect more deeply with God in that sense right that's right yeah awesome awesome so um how has yoga brought you uh personally maybe one way um some kind of either transformation um, or ha or does it now, um, or balance um, and, and healing to you, if you want to share a little bit about you and how yoga has impacted you personally. Well, oh, yes. Um, here again, I could talk about this for days. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I went to my very first yoga class in 1998. I'd always been a fitness person before then, and I'd always been a little curious about yoga. In 1998, in the Bible Belt, in the South, yoga was not really... You, it wasn't around, but I was curious about it, and I went, and in that very first class, and this is where the transformation began, when I was trying to do, um, it's, it's a posture called triangle pose, revolved triangle pose, and um, this posture requires so much concentration and so much balance, and it was a deep, deep strength. See, I was used to doing aerobics, heavy hands, weight training, 
And then I went to a yoga class and I was floored at how doing one posture and holding it required so much inner strength, absolute concentration. There's no way you can sing along with the song when you're doing revolve triangle for the first time. You are just trying not to fall. You're trying to breathe and you're, you're trying to follow the teacher's instructions. So this very first experience transformed me because it took me to a deeper place in my own body and it took me to a deeper place with the Lord. In my very first yoga class, I, I heard a voice in my mind and I know it was the Lord speaking to me and it was, I could teach this and I can teach this from a Christian perspective because I so felt his presence. I so felt the divine way I was created and the, the divine way all the parts of my being were working together to create this shape and hold myself steady and strong in the presence of the Lord. And by the way, I was just in a mom and pop gym with, with my first yoga teacher, whose name was Julia. It was not from a Christian perspective at all. But because my mind and my heart are already bent towards the Lord and everything I do is all about him, I, I just immediately saw him in this. And, um, and so it transformed me because it took me deeper into my own relationship with God through my body and through my mind and through my breath. And of course, in that first class, I didn't really have the language to discuss it. I didn't really understand what was happening, but now you know, I've studied it for the past 22 years. I, I lead teachers. I teach trainings. I mean, I, I can put these things into words now. And then the other, the other cool, cool thing that really, this is why my husband was so all behind me and starting a new career. When I started practicing meditation, and it's, and it is a little different from, I mean, it's a silent prayer. It's prayer beyond words. You know, the scripture tells us, be still. And know that I am God. Mm -hmm. I will be exalted among the nations. Yeah. So it's when we stop talking that we really start to see his face. We stop giving him, you know, we don't have to give him our list of needs. We don't even have to give him our long list of praise and thanksgiving. We do do that. That's verbal prayer. That's spoken prayer. See, that's concentration. But meditation is where you, you start to let that go. And you're just in his presence. And see, it was being married to my husband where um, I learned that. And, and that was the transformation I saw through practicing yoga. As I started doing meditation, my husband would say things like, isn't it time for you to go on another meditation retreat? Because <laughs> <laughs> he could tell I was moving away from that practice and I was getting all caught up in life again. And he, he likes me better. <laughs> when I am doing my, my stillness, mm. my meditation and see that I, I did not learn that in the church. Mm. I learned that in my yoga trainings and in my yoga studies. Now I do believe the Catholic church, um, does know how to be still and quiet, but I was going to a charismatic Protestant church. Mm -hmm. We aren't that still and quiet over right. there. Mm -hmm. So it also practicing yoga helped me get more in touch with the bigger picture of the church and all the different denominations. And I started seeking out all the denominations and what practices are you doing that, that are contemplative, that are quiet or that are active and are involving your body. So did it transform wow. me? It sure did. Wow. <laughs> that is so inspiring. My goodness. That is amazing. I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm just so, I'm, I'm so excited, you know, 
I'm part of ladies. I'm part of her um, community and Facebook, and I just love what she shares on there. If you want to find out more about her, you got to check. You got to get into that group. We'll we'll get well. We'll want to get how we can connect with you and how we can uh, join that group because you provide so much value in there, and you share so much more about your life, which I know the ladies would want to know so much more. But because of course time is limited, <laughs> we can only share so much here. Um, but uh, Dina, I'm so I'm so happy that you came on here to share. And of course, before we end the show, um, first of all, I'd like for all the women to know how can they connect with you. And of course, I'll include all the information on the on the uh, on the notes. But how can people connect with you? Okay. Well, thank you for asking that question. Um, <clears throat> my favorite way to connect these days is in my private Facebook group, and it's called Yoga for the Christian Woman. Um, so if you go to that group and request to join, I would be happy to have you. And then another way you can connect with me is my website that I've had for a long time, and it's newdayyoga.com. And you can also go to the website and check things out there. You can see all the teacher trainings and stuff like that I've done. Um, and there's also a link in my website where you can hook up with the Facebook page. That's awesome. Excited about that. So uh, I love to always end the show by asking, what is one of your favorite uh, Bible verses and what is one of your favorite motivational quotes? <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to start with my favorite motivational quote. Thank the Lord. Praise God for Nike. Just <laughs> do it. I love Just that. do it. I mean, we can talk about it all day long. We can think about it all day long. We can pray about it for years. But the bottom line is, be doers of the word. Yep. Just do it. Just do it. If God's prompting you to exercise, just do it. Mm -hmm. If he's prompting you to join Rosie's group, just do it. Don't think about it. <laughs> you know, get to where you follow those promptings. So I love I love Nike's motto, just do it. Love that. Um, Okay, and then my favorite verse. My favorite verse is usually the one that I'm listening to. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. <laughs> but I do have one um, that I keep it as, uh, as part of my email signature and my personal private emails to my friends and family. And it comes from Psalm 103, verse 1, out of the Passion Translation. With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Dana, it's been such an honor and privilege to have you on the show. Ladies, remember to join in on her group. I'm telling you, I know there's tons of Facebook groups out there. I have one myself. I've been telling you all about it. Uh, for confident women in business and education. So, of course, join that as well. But uh, there are a few Facebook groups that I've found a lot of value in, and Dana is one, one of them. So uh, definitely join her. She's got some other stuff coming up, very exciting things coming up very soon. So you'll want to join that to find out more. So, Dana, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank it's you, ladies. It's my honor and privilege. Yes, and it was mine as well. And thank you, ladies, for joining us. And I'll see you on the next one. All right, my beautiful sister and teacher friend, I hope that you enjoyed this show and that it brought you inspiration and some encouragement. And if it's in your heart, 
feel free to give me a five-star rating if you're on Apple Podcasts. You may also do the same thing on Spotify. And of course, if you want to leave a written review, I would love to hear from you. I actually love reading my reviews. I love them because they bring me not just encouragement, but they tell me that they're making some kind of impact in your life. And not only that, but the more reviews the show gets, the more attention it gets, which means that more teachers can be reached so they can be inspired as well. Ladies, thank you so much again for joining me and I will see you in the next one.